Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. We acknowledge you. Humble our hearts and express our praise. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you first loved us. We thank you that you shed your blood to redeem us and reconcile us to the Father. We thank you that you've been a faithful, loving shepherd. You've met every need. You've been there to provide. You've been there to protect. You've been there, Lord, to bring us through situations that would have overwhelmed us otherwise. And Lord, we just want to thank you that what you've done in the past, you'll do it again in the now. We bless you. We honor you. We exalt you. You alone are worthy. And we give you the honor that only you are worthy of. And if you love the Lord, just give him a hand clap of praise and thanksgiving and tell him you love him. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. And hallelujah. Oh, praise God. If you have your Bibles... If you would go to, let's go to 1 Corinthians 1. We'll start there, then we'll look at one other verse before we get going. But as you know, we've been in a short series of sermons on four attributes of God. And we've kind of sprinkled it in here in November Thanksgiving month. We talked about the power of God and the love of God. Last week, we looked at the goodness of God. Before Thanksgiving, he just meditated and thanked him for his goodness. God is good, amen? He's been good, and what he does is good, and he is good. And this morning, we want to look at God's faithfulness, because before we end the Thanksgiving season, it's good just to pause and give God praise for his faithfulness. He's never failed us. He's never fallen short. He's always been there again and again. Times haven't always been easy, but God's been faithful, amen? We haven't always been perfect, but God's been faithful. Can you say amen? Yes, 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 yes. Studying God's faithfulness. So if you would, 1 Corinthians 1, verses 7 through 9, verses 7 through 9, and Paul writes, Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift. Isn't that good to know? As you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed, he will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is faithful. Now, if you'd go to Deuteronomy, the seventh chapter, Deuteronomy, chapter seven and verse nine. Again, our theme, and it's going to be throughout this message, the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. It's a beautiful principle to know God's faithful. After you've done your part, get some sleep. God is faithful. After you've been faithful on your end, then rest. Don't don't stress anymore. God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. Keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Do you love God? He says, I'm faithful to keep my covenant with you. That's good news. So again, we want to talk about the faithfulness of God, studying God's faithfulness this morning. As we we continue finishing up this little series on these little attributes, these four small attributes of God. And I want to give thanks for the great faithfulness of God. Faithful means trustworthy. 
reliable, loyal, dependable. He never forgets. He never fails. He never falters. God is faithful. And those words spell comfort, confidence, courage for those that truly walk with God. For even in a world that is very often faithless and uncertain, we serve a God that is always faithful. And I want to thank God this morning that there is still one whose word is his bond. There is one that can be completely trusted in everything, who is faithful in all things, one who is not changed by time nor circumstances. He never gets up on the wrong side of the bed. He never gets moved by whether the stock market is up or down, whether it's raining or whether whatever. God is, and God is faithful. Can you say amen? You see, part of God's very nature and character is his faithfulness. And this morning we want to honor him and thank him for that. God is faithful to himself, he is faithful to his word, and we thank him that he's faithful to his people. You know, because God is faithful to his people, you and I have protection this morning from all the things that would try to hinder us and destroy us and defile us. We have the power of God to finish this race and Press on in the things of God, finishing our course as men and women of faith. We have the ability to overcome the temptations that come our way that try to lure us off the path or try to deceive us in going down the wrong way. We have the promises of God that are great and precious and they can be trusted because God, He is so faithful. And above all, I want to thank Him that we have forgiveness this morning because of the faithfulness of God. If we fail or falter, He remains faithful when he's faithful to forgive when we bring it to him and confess it to him. Can you say amen? We have a good confession of faith, those that love God. Though life might not always be perfect, and life is not always fair, those circumstances are not always mountaintop, and certainly men are frail and fickle and full of faults, but God, the living God, our Heavenly Father, He is faithful every moment, every step of the day. Can you say Amen. He changes not in his compassions. They fail not. Therefore, friend, let us trust in the timing of God. For his faithfulness, timing is perfect. Let us claim the good promises of God. For his promises are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Let us rest in his love. But he's the one that never sleeps and never slumbers. And he watches over us. Oh, going out and coming in 24-7. He watches over us. So rest in that. Find great comfort in that. Let your stress subside. Let that tension headache go away. You're kept and held in the arms of the faithful, faithful loving God. Glory to his name. Because God is faithful you and I can expect his deliverance to come right on time just when it's needed. Somebody get ready. God is faithful. He's getting ready to bring that promise to pass. He's getting ready to do a fresh work in your life. He's getting ready as quick as that to break through, to turn it around and show himself strong on your behalf. Let's note this morning how God's faithfulness affects his children. And though this is a topic that is so easy, I just run with it for 30 minutes exhorting. But we want to exhort, but we want to do some teaching along the way. Because faithfulness is such a beautiful, precious quality of God's character. That we want to do more than just be able to get excited over it. We want to understand it so we can make the most of it. You know, when you don't know what you have, you can't use what you got. Number one, 
I want to thank God for his faithfulness this morning because God's faithfulness keeps us and preserves us as we walk this walk of faith. If you're here today and you are a sincere Christian, if you're serious about your walk with the Lord Jesus, then I want you to know that God assures you you're going to make it. God is committed to make sure you finish this race. He's going to bring you through. As Paul wrote to the Philippian church, we can be confident of this very thing, that he that began his good work in us, he is faithful to complete that work and finish that work. And I find great comfort in that. Amen? Because of God's faithfulness, you and I that love him are preserved, we're kept safe. We're secure, we're chaperoned. We're watched over throughout this journey from beginning to end. We have victory over sin. We are shielded from Satan. We've overcome this present world because God is faithful and we belong to God. Because he is faithful, he enables us and he guards us and he guides us and he gives us all we need for life and for godliness. He equips us that we can fight this good fight of faith. He anoints us that we can prevail over every attack of the enemy. Oh, what a God we serve because God is faithful. I know, and you can know, that your life is preserved, kept, protected. I want to look at three New Testament verses that show us how God's faithfulness affects his children, and there are so many. But we begin, you know, because God is faithful, and because God is committed to our victory. He's committed to our success as sons and daughters of God. You and I can have victory over sin and over the tempter. The tempter that would try to trip us up and hold us back, to discourage us, to deceive us, to disqualify us. We can have victory over that because you know the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that there is no temptation, no temptation No temptation that has taken you except what is common to man. But God is faithful. Isn't that good? God is faithful that I can have the assurance that whatever hell and the tempter throws at me, I can overcome it. I don't got to yield to it. I can walk the walk. I can talk the talk. And I can live like God wants me to live. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, and we all get tempted, he'll provide a way out, a way of escape, so you can bear it and withstand it. This tells us because God is faithful, we can know that God is in control. We can know that God will make a way for us in that situation to prevail and make it through that situation. We can be confident that God will give us strength to stand and handle the pressures that come and the attacks that come because of the faithfulness of God. When you and I face temptation, and we all face temptation, and temptation comes in various ways, There's temptations, there's sins of what we do and what we don't do. There's temptation in the mind, there's temptation with the mouth. Some people that would never do this or that got the biggest mouths in town. And God says, you can overcome that big mouth and you can, oh, come on, say amen. God is faithful. So that when we're tempted, you know, there's things like anger and there's things like addictions. There's things like anxiety and worry is a sin. That's sin. When Jesus says, don't do it, and we do it, how many know that's sin? But you know, you don't have to do that if the Bible says that he's faithful to enable you to overcome every temptation. Again, there, there are sins of the mind and there's sins of the mouth. There's things I can do and there's things I don't do that are sin. Omission, commission. 
You see, there, there's so many things. There's fear and there's flesh. Oh, Lord, help us. And we must remember that because God is faithful and God is committed to his own, he hasn't left us when that temptation comes. I know when the tempter knocks at the door, it, he makes it seem like God is out in Hawaii somewhere enjoying, enjoying you know, Wakakiki or whatever. He, he's out there and it's just you and the devil. The devil's a liar. God says, when you're tempted, I'm there to help you overcome that temptation. So you don't got to live it. I love some of you young Christians who believe this. Some people that have walked with God 30 years still have not overcome basic sins that they had before they got saved. But I got good news. You can overcome that thing. If it's a thing of the flesh or a thing of the mouth, if it's an anxiety, if it's a fear, if it's whatever it is, God says, because I'm faithful, I'm going to help you to overcome the tempter, live victoriously in this present world. We live in a corrupt world, but because of the faithfulness of God, we can live victoriously in it, through it, by the grace of God. Jesus faced temptation. Paul faced Peter. We all face temptation. But I have to be encouraged this morning because God's faithful. You don't got to fear. You don't know what I'm going through. Is God a liar? Is God a liar? You don't know what they did to me. I can't. Is God a liar? Or do we just love God's faithfulness when he bails us out of our messes? But I want to remember God's faithfulness when the devil is knocking on my door and he's lying to me saying, you can't take it. I'm going to say by the grace of God, I can take it. Because my God and his faithfulness will enable me that I can overcome that passion and I can live victoriously in that situation. He has promised you and I to help us overcome the tempter by making a way of escape and giving us the power to resist and reject. His name and his character are at stake. And because God is faithful, we can trust him to keep his promise. And we can believe him when the tempter knocks on our door. And we can stand firmly and we can overcome and respond properly to whatever hell throws at us. Can you say amen? Because God is faithful. You and I can overcome the tempter and be victorious over sin. Even though we live in a very corrupt and fallen world, we can walk with God and we can live for God and we can be the ones God's called us to be. I thank God this morning that because of his faithfulness, there is a way out. And I want to thank God this morning. In case you you don't got that first point down pat, I want to thank God this morning. Not only is there a way out, but there is a way back. But how many know sometimes we miss it? I'm on, don't lie to me in church. How many know sometimes we miss it? God gave us a way of escape and we, we decided to take the, the other door. Amen? We, we, we didn't like that. We took the escalator. Isn't that true? What are we dealing with this morning? What are we dealing with this morning? God's faithfulness. Their character is faithful. Because God is faithful, that ought to encourage someone today. You can look back a year from now and have victory over that sin. You, you can look back five years from now and not be the man you are today. Because God's faithful, he'll help you to overcome this. The tempter will seize on our weakness. He'll see an area, maybe it's something that was struck when you were young. Maybe it's something that you went through a bad divorce or whatever it is. And now you've got an attitude in that area. Now you've got a weakness in that area. And hell recognizes that and he tries to afflict that. But now we know God is faithful. 
And devil, I don't got to give in to you anymore. And I can overcome it. And I don't have to feel bad. I can have the victory in that area. And what if I fall? What if I miss it? Get back up. Because God, why? Because God is faithful. There is a way out and there is a way back. Sometimes we miss it. Yet the Bible says that if we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all our... First John 1 and 9. First John 1 and 9. Because first, the, the devil will seize on a weakness. And if we don't learn to overcome it, we, we give in to it. And then the devil jumps on that with condemnation. Can you see how it works? Amen. So the first course of action is to remember God is faithful and get victory. But when you miss the mark and everyone misses it. Did you ever grumble when you were in line? Don't lie to me. You're in church. You people are going to have a repentance right now. Everybody get down here. You in a rush. I'm going to tell you in a rush. And, and, and Lord have mercy. It's not that it's just God bless. It's someone a little older trying to run that, run that line through. And they seem like they're new on the job. And I'm saying, Jesus, I just want to get going. I got a lot of things to do. I got my five things from Publix and it cost me about $200. You know what I mean? At this point, I got, I got that. And I just want to go and, and bless her heart. Now I'm using the language, Southern language. Bless her heart. Not only is she talking to everyone that goes through the line, good Lord, I got close and I could hear they were swapping recipes. I said, oh God, could it get any worse? Bad enough asking where your kin from. Now they're swapping recipes. I'm never going to get out of here before Thanksgiving. And if you don't watch yourself, you can grumble and start to complain. And God says, that's sin. And sometimes you, God is faithful and you can just start saying, this is the day. This, and you can, you, can, you can have a little time while you wait for them to decide is it pecan or pecan. Amen. <laughs> you, you can do that. You can do that. But sometimes it just gets the best of you. Come on. Amen. And you get frustrated and you grumble and the Spirit convicts you. Well, I'm glad when I miss it, God's still faithful to get me back on track. Because if you do miss it, don't let the devil condemn you and jump on you. Be quick to remind yourself, God, I blew it, but you're still faithful. Forgive me and get back so you can get in there again. If we confess, if we take ownership of our sins... You got to you, you clean up your own mess. If I confess our sins, he is faithful. And because of Jesus on that cross, he is just. And he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Because God is faithful. I'm not glad that I blew it. But I'm glad that I don't have to let the condemner just beat on me and beat on me and make me feel like I'm so unworthy. I don't even want to come to church the next day, you know, and I'm the preacher. Now, I don't even want to come to church. Because God's faithful. I know there's a way back. I know there's a way back up. That if I'll own it and admit it and I'll be accountable to it. And I'll seek his forgiveness. If I'll turn from it and forsake it, God says, I'm faithful. And because of the blood of my son, I am just in forgiving you and cleansing you and restoring you. See, remember, even when we have failed, he is still faithful. Never forget, friend, God remains faithful even when we falter. 
And there's no one that's ever fallen. There's no one that's ever failed. There's no one that's ever strayed that should ever forget there is a way back up because God is full of love and mercy and he's faithful to receive you if you'll confess it and come back to him. If you've fallen and the devil's been messing with you, my friend, in the name of the Lord, I encourage you, get back up. If you've fallen, um, return. If you've strayed, let God heal you. If you've been hurting, but receive his forgiveness so you can get back in the race and back in the battle and back on serving God like he called you to be. I'll say that again. If someone, if you've fallen, if you failed the Lord, You know you failed the Lord. There is a way back because of God's faithfulness. He is willing to forgive. He's willing to restore. And he's willing to revive your life again. And you can have a fresh start because God is faithful. And the blood of Jesus is powerful. And the heart of God is willing and full of compassion and mercy. Because God is faithful. There is a way out and there is a way back. And praise God, there is a way through. Because there's going to be opposition and resistance in this walk of faith. Have you met it before? Yeah. God is faithful. There is a way out. You don't have to. You can overcome that thing. You can be victorious in that area of your life. You can be triumphant when the tempter knocks on the door. But if you do miss it. Don't take it lightly, but don't let hell just condemn you and assault you and accuse you. Be quick to come back to God and confess it and give it to him and turn from it. Because the God that is faithful to protect us is the God that is faithful to restore us and revive us and give us a fresh start. Not only is there a way out and a way back, there's a way through because we face opposition along the way. This is a fight of faith. I don't know if you don't know that there is a fight of faith. When Paul went to the churches, the young believers, he encouraged them. He says, listen, through much tribulation we enter this kingdom. Through, through pressures and through resistance. And there's a real enemy out there that doesn't want you to make it. There's an enemy out there that wants to discourage you so you'll go back to the old ways and the old habits. But God says, I'm faithful to equip you and anoint you and enable you that you can fight this good fight of faith. That you can prevail when the enemy tries to hinder you. That you can be the one God's called you to be. You can do the works God's called you to do. Somebody, don't give up on yourself. God still wants to use your life if you'll let him. Somebody, don't give up on yourself as if God has rejected you forever. He has not rejected you, but you've got to respond to his call. You've got to respond to his second chance and you've got to realize that this great God is faithful to give you all you need to fight the good fight of faith. To overcome that which is in your way and to become the one God has called you to be. God is faithful. And there's a way out. There's a way out. There is a way out. And there's a way through. Through your difficulty and through your storm. Through your bad report. Through that mountain of opposition. Through that pressure. Through that problem. God 
And his great faithfulness is here to help you and I to march on, to fight on, to believe on, to trust on. We don't have to lay down and die. Somebody rise up and live in the name of Jesus. Rise back and begin to lead the praise and worship like you did one time. Rise up and begin to witness on the streets like you did one time. Rise up and begin to claim that calling that God had on your life. And the devil has lied to you. And he says it's been too long. You've been back slidden too far. You've been cold too long. But God says, uh-uh. My gifts and callings are without repentance. I still want to use you. I still want to pick you up and let you be a vessel in the hand of the living God. But you must believe it. You must realize it. You must shake off hell's lies and trust in this faithful God that he'll restore you and he'll use you and God will bless you. Somebody say, It's because God is faithful that He doesn't just take the enemy away. He gives you now the power and grace to overcome the enemy. Listen, it's because of God's faithfulness. The Red Sea's open. And He can still open that thing that's opposing you and trying to keep you from going forward. The Red Sea that makes you want to go back to Egypt. God says, let me open it in my faithfulness. It's because... Of God's faithfulness, Abraham finds a ram at just the right time, in just the right place. Because God is faithful. He knows your deadline. He knows your need. He'll make a way. He knows where you're at. He'll provide where you're at. He'll break through where you're at. Because God is faithful. Joshua's son, stand still. Oh my God, there's still such a thing as divine intervention. Because of the faithfulness of God, He'll walk into that ICU. He'll raise you up for His glory. He'll run into that courtroom. He'll give you favor with the judge. He is a faithful God. He is there for us again, again and again. His God is faithful. David stole, bam, it hits the mark because God is faithful. Jericho's walls fall down and the manna falls again, again and again. God is faithful to his people. God is faithful to his promise. Child of God, he's faithful to you. If you'll trust him, if you'll believe him, if you'll make up your mind, there's no turning back. I'm tired of this wishy-washy thing. I'm going forward in the Lord. The devil is a liar. My God is faithful. I'm going on with God. I'm going on with God. Sometimes God stir yourself. I'm going on with God. Wasted enough seasons. I'm going on with God. Faithful to his people. Faithful to his promise. Hmm. And this God will be faithful to you as you walk with him, as you seek first his kingdom. Let not your heart be troubled. You have a God that is on your side. He's committed to your victory. And if this God be for you, who can be against you? We said God is faithful when I'm being tempted. He's faithful. To give me the strength to overcome that temptation. He'll make a way of escape. He'll give me strength to bear it. He's in control of it. Wow. But if I do miss it, and we all miss it, God in his faithfulness makes a way that I can be forgiven. That I can be restored. That I don't have to be disqualified. My God, where would we be if there was a disqualification so easily? We would have been disqualified a long time ago. 
But in his faithfulness, he restores us. But as I'm trying to walk with God, things will come against me to try to hinder that walk. Try to discourage me from that walk. God doesn't want you to fulfill your calling. God doesn't want you to be the man, the husband, the woman, the wife God wants you to be. And hell will try to hinder that. He'll try to dash your dreams. He'll try to rob you of your hopes. But God is faithful. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will rise up a standard against him. And when the enemy tries to overwhelm us and discourage us, God's faithfulness reminds us the battle is the Lord's battle and God goes before his people. God makes a way through. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. And the Bible says, but the Lord is faithful. And he will strengthen you and protect you. From the evil one. The context is interesting. First verse Paul says. Pray for us. That the ministry will go forward. Pray for us. That the word will run swiftly. And be and be blessing and bear fruit. And in verse 2 he says. But pray for us. Not only that the ministry will be blessed. Pray for us. That we'll be protected and delivered. From the evil men. He says. For not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful. Isn't that a summary of life? Not everyone has faith. Oh, Lord, isn't that true? Not everyone in this world has faith. Not everyone in this world thinks it's worth serving Jesus. Not everyone in this world thinks seeking first the kingdom is where it's at. Not everyone in this world has faith. But God is faithful. And when the enemy comes at you and he tries to assault you and he tries to rob you of sleep and he gets you to want to be discouraged and give up on your divine calling, when God realizes you're under attack. God reminds us that because of his faithfulness he'll give us strength to stand. He'll protect us like a shield around about us. He'll take us through. We have been given the whole armor of God that we can take our stand, resist the enemy, overcome every tactic of hell and triumph in the things God has called us to do. Paul says now the Lord is faithful. And he's going to strengthen and protect you. Can you believe this morning that because God's faithful, he's going to protect you? Whatever you're facing right now, God says, I'll protect you. And I'm going to keep you from the evil one. And I'm going to give you strength. That even when you're under attack, you can keep praising me. You can keep loving me. You can keep honoring me. You can keep living this life like you know I want you to live it. Hell attacks us and hell tries to hinder us. And the enemy of our soul, he tries to thwart us from being what God's called us to be. But we're going to pray. Paul said, pray for me. We're going to pray. And we believe that God, the faithful one, he's going to come to our aid. And he's going to keep us strong. And like we said, if the enemy comes in like a flood, he'll raise up a standard. And even if we feel like we're alone, we can still walk forward totally in peace because we know the battle is the Lord's battle. God is faithful. God is faithful. This, you know, one of our favorite Old Testament verses is kind of a counterpart to 2 Thessalonians here. How many remember? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's kind of like an Old Testament verse that goes with 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. But the Lord is faithful. He'll strengthen and protect you from the evil one. What a beautiful promise. 
as a child of God. He strengthens us and he shields us. You don't have to give in to a life of anxiety, uncertainty, or timidity. For God has promised to strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. But it's a wicked world, but God said, I'll protect you from the wicked one. But it's an ugly world that doesn't love God and they don't live. But but God says, I'll protect you and I'll keep you. His faithfulness guarantees his promise. He's the one that never sleeps or never slumbers. He watches over our going out and our coming in. He's the one that said, my eyes are always on the righteous and my ears are always open to your cry. My friend, listen, you can take it to the bank. God's faithfulness guarantees his promise. And he says, I'll protect you and I'll keep you. Let's think about it for a moment. How many times have we all had close calls? Crushing circumstances. Long nights. But the Lord came through. Can I get a witness of someone? But the Lord, he, he came through. I mean, here, think about our lives. Just think of the trials we've all gone through. Testing the storms and the attacks and things that could have went so much the other way. But God was faithful. Some was physical, some emotional. Some were financial in the family. There were deadlines, there were dangers, there were decisions. But Jesus, the Lord, came through for us all. If it hadn't been for Jesus, where would we be? If it hadn't been for the grace and faithfulness of the Lord, where would we be? Where would we be when hell threw the kitchen sink at us? Where would we be when people walked out on us? Where would we be when crisis erupted and exploded all around? Where would we be if it hadn't been for the faithfulness of the Lord. I haven't always been faithful, but God has always been faithful. I haven't always been right, but God has always been good. Come on, say amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. And we thank him. He's faithful. He gave us that big turkey that we stuffed ourselves with. We stuffed the turkey that we stuffed ourselves. He's faithful. We're thankful for that. But let's take faithfulness a little deeper. Let's be able to recognize how this faithfulness works on our behalf. That we can live this Christian life as more than conquerors, as God desires us to be. Because he's faithful. I can do a whole lot better when the tempter knocks on my door. I can do a whole lot better in walking consistently in purity and in righteousness and integrity. Because God is faithful. Even when I do miss the mark. I know there's a way back. I know there's a way to forgiveness. I know there's a way where the condemner and accuser cannot mess with me forever. The blood of Jesus. Because God is faithful, I recognize that as I walk this walk of faith, as I do my very best to serve God and do his will, and the enemy attacks me, I know that God has anointed me. And God has anointed you. And God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And God says, go ahead and put on that whole armor of God so you can stand, having done all to stand, that you can resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Because God is faithful. He doesn't just leave it up to my own abilities and my own willpower to somehow make it in this life. He's given me his grace and he's given me his spirit and he's given me his word and he showed me his ways that I 
I can walk in the victory. That I can triumph. That I can prevail. And so can you, friend, somebody be encouraged. God has ordained you for victory, not defeat. To triumph, not to give in to that tribulation. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. If it hadn't been for Jesus. But friend, listen. His name is faithful and true. Note takers, Revelation 19 and 11. His name is faithful. And his very name is faithful. You can count on him. You can depend on him. You can rest in him. You can trust in him. Oh, friend, when others walk out, Jesus will stand by your side. When life turns up the heat seven times hotter, Jesus will walk with you through it. Oh, when life tries to hurl accusations and doubts your way, Jesus is there to remind you his promises are yes and amen. And you can believe them in trust them and walk in them oh my 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 the faithfulness of God we stand here today we cannot take credit where would we be without the faithfulness of God we stand here today because God is faithful and as I walk through life that is a source of strength and encouragement and comfort I try my best but I recognize I don't have to be perfect because God is faithful I try to give the proper effort is proper But I know through it all, I can be overwhelmed and I can be deceived. But God is faithful. It's not I that hold the rock. It's the rock that holds me. I want to give thanks and honor to God this morning. Because God has always been faithful. He's been good to so many of us before we even wanted to walk with him. He was good to us. He was faithful. He bailed us out of things before we even acknowledged that he was. Woo! I want to give thanks and I want to make it known to this world that God is a faithful God. You know, Psalm 89 and verse 1. We used to put it to music years ago. Psalm 89 and verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. Next verse. And with my mouth will I make known his faithfulness to all generations. You know, if you can testify that God's been faithful to you, then God says, go ahead and let someone else know that I'm a faithful God and I'm a good God. And that little God that others have been leaning on and trusting in that's messed them up and that's ruined their marriage and that's bound their soul. There is a God that is good. There is a God that is faithful. It's a God you know personally. It's a God you work with intimately. You walk with this God. You've experienced his mercy that endures forever. Tell someone about the faithfulness of God. Because God is faithful, I know that he preserves me and he keeps me. That gives me strength. That gives me stability. Whether I'm being tempted or whether I've got to rise up from a disappointment. Whether I'm facing a battle and fighting that good fight of faith. Because God is faithful. I am confident to believe and to trust and to walk on. But you know what? Because God is faithful. It's going to sound like a Wednesday night in here in just a bit. We try to go a little deeper on Wednesday nights. We try to make some disciples on Wednesday nights. You ready? Because God is faithful. He's faithful not only to keep me, he's faithful to discipline me. I'm glad I got that many amens. I thought for sure I'd lose them now. You know, but he's a good father, he disciplines. But he's a loving shepherd, he disciplines. 
is God and is faithful. Because he's faithful, he disciplines. You know, many times we think of the word discipline, it was really like two prongs to the fork. There's the discipline of chastisement in dealing with wrong. And God does that. But then there's the discipline of development in training. And God does that. For instance, look at Psalm 119 and verse 75. Psalm 119 and verse 75. God in his faithfulness, he disciplines me. Because God loves me too much to let me go off and drift on my own. God loves me too much to watch me just wander away. What kind of shepherd would just let this wander away? But God knows how to throw things my way to wake me up. God knows how to speak to my heart. God knows, God ever mess you up to get your attention? Because he loved you too much to watch you just follow that path that he knew. The psalmist says, I know, Lord, that your laws are righteous, and that in what? In faithfulness you have afflicted me. Because you're a faithful, loving God and a faithful shepherd. You dealt with me to wake me up. You didn't allow me to go down that road. You didn't allow me to keep up with that attitude. Because you saw, like any good parent, you don't just watch, well, gee, maybe, maybe they'll learn on their own not to put their finger in the socket. Amen? Maybe that'll be good for them, you know. No! See things and you discipline, but you're faithful. A faithful parent disciplines. If you've been here on Wednesday nights, we're talking about winning in the wilderness. Now God brought his people in the wilderness. That generation that he wanted to possess the land. This the wilderness prepared them for the promise God had for them. And we looked in the wilderness, we studied it, and we found out in Hebrews 12, the Bible tells us that God disciplines those he loves. Those he what? Like a good father or mother disciplines the children they love. And it goes on and says later on in Hebrews 12 that for those of us that have been trained by it, it produces in us righteousness down the road. In the present moment, the disciplines of God aren't something we're singing, great is thy faithful. No! My dad was good at that discipline. Them Italian dads, they're good at that, brother. They're lectures for, yeah, discipline. And I got to confess, I didn't enjoy it back then. Now I looked out years later. I said, you know what, I don't got a police record because my dad, he was faithful to discipline. I give him that, amen. And when we're teachable and we learn from the dealings of God, they can work in us. The problem is some people will never want to learn. You want to say, how much more does God have to do before he finally gets your attention and wakes you up and gets you to come back in line with where he wants you to be. Yeah. Let me get back to my notes because I don't walk with this thing. God is faithful. We talk about the faithfulness of God. And the Bible teaches us in his faithfulness he disciplines me as a shepherd disciplines the sheep. As a father disciplines a son. And yes, there's chastisement, but more than that, there's the training and the development and the improvement. Shepherds won't let that sheep just go astray easily. But they also are there to feed them and bring them to good water so they can grow and mature. God is faithful to keep us from and God is faithful to help us become. God is faithful to keep us from falling and drifting and straying and believing a lie and drifting off. But God is also faithful to help us grow and mature and become the ones he's called us to be. And again, we saw Psalm 119 and verse 75. I thank God that in his faithfulness, when I started to go astray, he woke me up. 
When I started to believe a lie, he snapped me out of it. But also God not only disciplines me to save me from that, God is faithful to discipline me in the sense of training me and equipping me and teaching me and stretching me so I can become a strong, mature son or daughter of God. Interesting, 1 Thessalonians verse five, and verse, um, chapter 5, verses 22, Paul says, May God himself sanctify you completely through and through that your whole spirit, soul, and body may be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord. He says, may God sanctify you, that make you more like Jesus. May God mature you. May God develop you. And then verse 24, listen, the one who calls you is faithful. He will do it. You know, God's not just committed to discipline when we stray. God is committed to help us grow as we want to grow and want to mature in God. It's a beautiful thing. He's committed to our sanctification. If you want to grow in God, you can grow in God. If you want to mature in God, you can mature in God. You can go as deep in the Lord as you want to go in the Lord. God is committed to our sanctification and being conformed into the image of Christ. He's committed to help us grow and mature. Now we know that demands our participation and our cooperation. We know if we're going to grow in God, we've got to do our part. Amen? I mean, we, we have to do our part. We have to work this thing out. And, and, and God wants us to be faithful. And we're not really working on that angle in this session. We do that a lot. But, you know, honestly, the other side of the coin, you realize one of the most important things God desires and requires of his people is that we be faithful. Do you know that? And we study that a lot on Wednesday nights. We study that at night in leadership type deals. One of the most stirring things God desires of you and I is that we be faithful. That we be faithful to him, faithful to his word, faithful to our calling, faithful to our, his house, faithful to those he's brought into our life. God says, I want you to be faithful. You know, there's a lot of things that we all can't be songbirds, but some of us just croak. We, we, all, we all can't be, you know, uh, I'm brilliant, but some of us, well, we just don't, we just, this don't work. It don't work like it, like it works. But God says, everyone can be faithful. Isn't that wonderful? Not everyone has the same giftings. Not everyone has the same opportunities. Not everyone has the same upbringing. Not everyone was born. We're not, we're not all born equal. We're born different. Our kids were outspelling me by third grade. I just, it's, it's just, life's not always fair in those things. But God says everyone can be faithful. So I'm not requiring the best SAT score, where would some of us be? But I am requiring that you be faithful as you serve me. We're going to leave that there because I'm not supposed to go down that road. This message is not emphasizing that. But as I do my part, God and his faithfulness will help me to grow and mature and be the one God's called me to be. It's a beautiful thing. So on one hand, we talk about God is faithful to discipline us. On one hand, that means in loving faithfulness, God won't let me drift without a wake-up call. Anyone here backslidden at all? Don't, you don't, you don't, uh, I'm glad someone's honest. Thank God. Aren't you glad that God just didn't let you go and wave bye-bye and say, you deserve it? Aren't you glad that he convicted you? Aren't you glad he brought circumstances to wake you up? Aren't you glad? That, that, because God's faithful to do that. He says, I love you. I'm not just going to sit by and watch you go. 
In his loving faithfulness, he won't let us drift without a wake-up call, without a conviction, without speaking to our hearts, without bringing circumstances around us, somehow try to get through to us. He won't let us run away without coming after us. Now, we know God won't force us. But I'll tell you what, God will try to keep us and hinder us from drifting away and turning our backs on him forever because God is faithful and God loves us. Amen? So we say, God is faithful to discipline me. What am I saying? On one hand, he'll deal with me if I stray. He'll convict me if he sees an attitude. He'll come down harsh if he sees something he's not pleased with. Because in the end, he wants it to go well with us. In the end, he doesn't want us to give in to the lie of the enemy. But on the other hand, God is faithful. That if you want to grow, you can grow. He says, if you want to seek me, you can find me. If you're willing to do your part to work out this salvation, you can become the one God called you to be and move into the fullness that God has for your life. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that good news? All right, we're closing it down. Because God is faithful. I want to thank God for his faithfulness. Where would you be if God wasn't faithful? Where would many marriages be if God wasn't faithful? Come on. Amen. God is faithful, therefore, I know he he keeps me, he preserves me. I'm thankful for the keeping power of God. I'm not keeping myself. He keeps me. Amen. I don't keep myself. He keeps me. Um, Secondly, God is faithful that he disciplines me like a good father disciplines his son. I'm thankful for that. You know, we can all look back and some of our dads are tougher than others. But we can all go back and find something we thank God about. At least they were there. Maybe they taught us a work ethic. Maybe they're even the ones that weren't the most godly and the most... There was something there. And we can give God thanks for that. Thank God he disciplines us. And I want to do my best to respond to the faithfulness of God when he's dealing in my heart. I want to do my best to respond. Don't ignore the faithfulness of God. That's God. That's God. I can remember one time as as a young minister... I'm telling you, God, God knows how to... See, see, God, you know God treats people different. Anyone does. Where, where are you at in life? You treat a baby different than you do a six-year-old. You treat a 16-year-old different than a six. Isn't that right? I never forget, I was coming back from a men's, um, a men's um, sleepover deal up in beautiful Finger Lakes. and About 30 guys up there. And way back, I hitched a ride with one of, the, one of the men. And God dealt with me just in my early 30s. Again, the importance of watching your mouth. When I wasn't walking walk with God, I, I, I'd insult more people by accident than most would on purpose. It just, it must have been a gift. <laughs> it was an old gift that had to die, but, you know, I had to watch. And, and I'll never forget, we were, we were driving home, coming, going back down to where we lived, and um, conversation came up. And I said something I didn't have to say. It wasn't a lie. It wasn't untrue. I wasn't, it was just something that didn't need to be said. I mean, out of the blue, the guy that was driving with me, he brings up a certain topic. He has no idea how sensitive that topic is. He has no idea what that situation is all about. He just said it innocently. And it was like a knife went into me. I mean, within seconds of me, just totally nothing. The the two things had nothing to do with one another. Here we are driving in that car, driving back from the Finger Lakes down to the town we lived in. I hear God saying... You brought that on yourself by not harnessing your mouth. 
How many times do I got to tell you I'm requiring more of your mouth? And that was, that was 15, 20 years ago. But you know what? I'm thankful for that now. God kept it between me and him. He's a good father. He didn't embarrass me, but he spoke clear to me. And I'm thankful for that. I don't know if I could have went to a lot of places after that and ministered as effectively as I did if I didn't learn to watch my mouth. If I didn't learn, just muzzle it, son. Don't say it. Speak peace. Speak grace. Speak kindness. Speak comfort. Speak encouragement. Even if it's accurate, it doesn't have to be expressed. But God and his faith, he exists in many ways like that. I don't know your story. But I can look, I thank God for that. Amen? Amen. Because by his grace, you know, when you get spanked, God knows how to spank us, how we'll remember it. Amen? He's very helpful with that. Amen? And we learned the lesson. I learned that. I can look back to that day. Been perfect ever since? Of course not. But I'll tell you what. Greatly improved. Because God was faithful. To discipline his son. I've told the stories before. When I first started pastoring, I was more like Lombardi coaching the Packers than Jesus shepherding his sheep. I'll tell you that much. And God had a deal with me, son, you need to be gentle. I don't want to be gentle. Gentle's not cool. John Wayne wasn't gentle. I don't want to be gentle. God says, I can't have you shepherding my flock if you're going to be abrasive and rough and a bully. They're not a football team. A lot of them are hurting. A lot of them have gone through stuff. They're not all guys your age with your DNA. And, you know, you hang around a certain group of guys. You just get used to a certain type of, well, people are all different. And God says, you need to become gentle. He sent me my first son. Let the gentleness begin. Pastor Impagula calls me. Let me give you the words my father-in-law told me. Now you'll start becoming a better pastor. Once you have little ones in the house, you learn patience, you learn gentleness, you learn you don't come first. <laughs> You're just there to serve. I don't know how God's taught you through, the, through life. I'm just trying to encourage you, learn the lessons God's trying to teach you. God loves us. We're all called to a different thing. We're all coming from a different angle. We're all walking a different path. But God is a good father. And one thing he does in faithfulness, he will discipline us to improve us. Amen? Amen. But I have to be alert enough to learn from it and be teachable, not just resisting it, not just, amen? But if I will. So so God is faithful to do that. And God is faithful that he says, you know what? How much of me do you want? You can grow as much as you want. You can do all that I've called you to do. If you'll do your part, I'm here. God is faithful. God is faithful. What else? Last but not least, I left the notes so I can wind it down. God is faithful to keep us. God is faithful to discipline us. God is faithful to equip us, (laughs) to enable us so that we can face life courageously and we can face life confidently. God says, because I'm faithful, You can believe my promises because I'm faithful. You can stand firmly on my word because I'm faithful. 
You can pray with expectation because I'm faithful. You can believe everything I said and take it to the bank. Because I'm faithful, you can be confident as you walk through this life. Not because we're confident in ourselves, but we're confident in the God we serve as being faithful, as equipping us, as enabling us. As we see Hebrews 10 and 23, that we can hold firmly to the thing we profess, because he who promised is faithful. You can stand on every word. You can believe every promise. You can speak that word like Jesus. It is written. It is written because the one who said it is faithful to stand by it and to bring it to pass. So I want to thank God. He's faithful. Let us hold on and get to the hope we profess for he who promised is So next time you read a promise in that Bible, this is almost too good to be true, but God, you're faithful. Lord, I'm having a hard time believing this, but you're faithful. Because God is faithful, you and I can walk through this life confidently. And lastly, we can walk and face the crisis of life, the circumstances of life, courageously, confidently, courageously. You know, one of the most famous, popular verses on faithfulness We sing about it, great is thy faithfulness. But we don't really know where it came from in the book. You know, one of the most popular, notable verses on God's faithfulness actually comes from a little book that means weeping. Anybody? Weeping. Lamentations. Amen? If you're not familiar with your Bible, go to Jeremiah and take a right. Is it right or left? Go to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah the prophet, he writes a small book called Lamentations or Weeping. It's a book his heart is broken as he sees the devastation of God's city because the people of God have rebelled and God let judgment come. And he's looking upon it. And there's this destruction and famine and circumstances look so dismal. And he can look. You know, sometimes we can look with the natural and things don't look too faithful. We can look with the eye of man and all we can see before us is that which makes us want to weep and lament and be in sorrow. But that great prophet was able to go beyond just a natural view. And he began to look at his surroundings with the eye of faith. And with the eye of faith, he was able to see the faithfulness of God. That even though things didn't look good, God was still in control. Even things, it didn't seem like things were going to end well. God wasn't done working yet. Even though things looked like it was the end, God had not written the last chapter yet. And all of a sudden, he goes from great pessimism to hope. Why? Because he reminds himself, it might look this way, but he is still faithful. It might feel this way, but he is still faithful. He said, yet this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. If it wasn't for the Lord's mercies, we would all be consumed. But his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Because God is faithful, we can look at situations life throws at us and things we must walk through and endure. And they might not look good and they might not feel good and it might just bring us naturally to weeping and despairing. But then the eye of faith, the reminder of hope, tells us God's not done yet. God is still in control and your God is faithful. 
when we face that battle of faith, when you go through things that are not easy to go through, remind yourself that your God is faithful. You might not understand why. You might not see how. But just remind yourself again and again, God, you're faithful. God, you're working. God, you're still in control. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You can actually fight the good fight of faith by reminding yourself God is faithful. I might not understand. I might, I might have been at fault for creating, but God is faithful. But God is faithful. Let's close this down. Let's close this down. Let us conclude this service by just taking a moment and give God thanks for his faithfulness. We certainly think about the natural things, but going a little deeper in Scripture this morning. We stand here this morning because God has been good to us and God has been faithful. And we're going to end by simply singing a song of praise and thanksgiving. Now, if you're here this morning, and for some reason on your end you haven't responded to the faithfulness of God, maybe God's been speaking to you and dealing with you. Not because he doesn't love you, but because he does love you. Maybe God's allowed certain things to come in, not because he doesn't care, but he greatly cares. And he's just trying to get your attention to come back and make things right so he can once again begin to bless and begin to work. Take the opportunity this morning to respond to the Lord. As we sing, the altars will be open. If you need prayer, come and we'll pray with you. But let's just stand together and let's just spend this time. We're going to pray and then we're just going to sing a song of praise and give God.